0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: It's time to get green. Doug Oster and Jessica Walliser are in the house. All natural, no pesticides, no artificial ingredients. The Organic Gardeners. This is Radio 1020 KDKA.
0: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What we don't talk about. Uh Hey, let's talk about the outdoors for just a second. You know, and I have no skin in the game, but for many years, they did take care of your Pratt Pack, Mr. Stack and Company. And I I mean, I still love the window shop. And when I had some jingle, I used to go buy a lot of stuff there. And my daughter's actually wearing some of it still today, as is my children, because it really is product that lasts a long time. Bambino's got the Under Armour hat on. I know you're into the outdoors. You're up there at Field and Stream. You you must be like a kid in a candy store yeah. when you go there.
2: It's not only the all the inventory; it's the guys they have there. They're all like they really know their stuff. I you know, know? I was I was going on vacation. I was going to be fishing in cold water. I don't know a lot about fishing in cold water, especially at a small pond. Like how does and, and this? I was listening, overhearing this guy saying that. Somebody asking him, well, how did you do? And this guy works there. And he's like, oh, I won the tournament. And I'm like, okay, this is the guy to talk to. And so he spent 20 minutes with me up at the field and stream saying, well, you know, try and throw this, try and throw that. And the funny thing was uh, we started throwing what he was saying, these little, uh, you know, like crawdads. I couldn't get a fish on, but this kid that doesn't even fish, he caught like four right in front of me. I was about to push him in the water. <laughs> but it was cold water. I, yeah, what about,
0: you know, my brother-in-law, who's really, I mean, a guy who could you could send into the woods with a, a knife and a blanket and he could live for a month. He's amazing. He still ice fishes today. I mean, what's, what's that? I mean, it intrigues me. I love it. I don't want to do it. But I love it. How do you do that? And how do you know that the ice is like really
2: thick? Well, enough? you gotta you gotta wait. And usually, when it's like at a big public lake, they'll 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 tell you like don't go on or go on. You know, when you get one of those winters, and I used to, boy, oh Sandusky, Ohio. You no, uh, uh, more closer to Cleveland, but on the lake, November. I yeah, I grew up in this three hundred acre lake. We, November, we'd be on, and we wouldn't be off until sometime in March. But last year, I think there was a little bit of ice fishing, but not much. Uh, so those guys know what they're doing. You, you really, you know, talk about gear, you know, you got to have the right gear for ice fishing. I used to go out when I was a kid to ice fish with guys. And if you didn't have the right boots on, it wasn't long until it was like, I'm going to walk back to the car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but can you real thing that I really, this stuff is made so well though, that you really can keep it for multiple years. Well, so
2: once you make the investment now nowadays, you know, with technology, it's kind of funny. I loved what you said that the outdoors is free. It's just all the other stuff that you got to get to be spent in
0: the outdoors. Yeah, but when Mother Nature puts a turnstile, you got we're yeah, in trouble.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I did. I love that that outdoors is free comment. And uh, yeah, with the technology on on the gear, you it'll keep you, you warm. Listen, it'll keep keep you warm, which is great. You're
0: such a nice guy. Last question. I see. I get started about this. I can't stop because I love it that much. You're such a nice guy, and and you you will hook a fish. But I can't imagine you shooting a beautiful deer. Neither could I. But do you appreciate hunters as much as you do anglers?
2: Well, yeah. The thing is, you know, my son became a hunter by uh, when we moved here in uh, twenty years ago. You know, I didn't know anything about hunting, but you know, the culture here is that 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 day is a really important day. And he's he, he hunts now. My wife is a real animal lover, and she can't really wrap her head around it. But you know, we we enjoyed some bambi stew. So hey, my dad always told me go a month without eating. You'll get over it. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. And as a gardener, yeah, the deer are my enemy, my sworn enemy. <laughs> so, guys... Get your hunting license and get out there. <laughs> I've got two eight point bucks running in my woods, which you can't hunt. Talk
0: to a farmer, and I used to have
2: discussions with Sonny oh, and Mike Janowski. Oh, they,
0: man. They, they don't like deer. No, enough.
2: no. It, you know, it's not just those guys, too. I remember I was talking to Dan about the crows. Yeah. You know, crows in the, in the, in the cornfield, how he has to have like explosions or something to get the crows out of there. I mean, oh. Well, it's not one thing; it's another. You know, we we gardeners were just like, oh, rabbit, groundhog, anything deer.
0: left in the garden? Now, nothing. What? I mean, like, I mean, you're still harvesting something. I don't Swiss know. Swiss
2: chard, lettuce, spinach, corn mache, uh, radishes, uh, oh, mustard I, greens. So a lot other left in gr- other greens, uh, beets. I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, plenty of stuff that loves cold weather. And, oh, I'll tell you what, I had the best day yesterday planting bulbs. Uh, you know, uh, being the cheapskate that I am, they're giving them away out there. They are just almost giving them away. I had uh, some from, I, I bought from uh, this uh, online company called Old House Gardens. They had this thing called a Dutch auction. Every day the bulbs got cheaper until they're gone. You mm-hmm. don't know if you're going to, you know, you kind of wait and say, okay, I'm going to get this, 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 and this. Those were just, those were you know, almost 50% off. I got bulbs at Han Nursery the other day, 75% off. I put in about two, 300 bulbs yesterday, and there is something about, you know, drilling that hole with my bulb auger and, and pushing that little bulb into that cold soil, feeling that cold soil on your fingertips and just knowing that, yes, this work, you can't see the results until the spring, but when you see the results, oh, man, it's magical. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, Doug Oster is here, ready to take your phone calls. Jessica Walliser is still in bed, I'm sure, tucked in nice and warm, sleeping because she is off today. So we'd love to hear from you at 866-391-1020, dollar bank instantaccesskdk.com. And we will take the 10th caller at 412-922-1020 to win an amazing $25 gift certificate from Sorgles.
1: Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. DS Radio 1020, KDKA. All
0: right, listen, so you're going to Ireland. That I am, that I am, Rob. Now, I know you like Guinness, but have you ever tried Jameson,
2: seriously? Ah, uh, that's not for me. Why? I'm One not. One shot. A, no. On a, it's delicious no, no, on, no, on a cold no, day. Nope, nope, nope. I just. When you're freezing your shillelagh, off. And it doesn't matter. When I have a beer, I know where I'm at. If I no, in, see, if I introduce stuff like that into it, I don't know where I'm at. Can
0: you can you have a Guinness with a meal? Of course. Well, I'm just asking. Some people say it's great beer that you want to enjoy by itself. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> Bam just said you can have Guinness with breakfast. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and from what I hear, St. Patrick's Day in Ireland is just.
2: Right. And I just talked to somebody uh, yesterday, actually, that was there for St. Patrick's Day and said it was just it was wonderful. It wasn't too wild and crazy. And, you know, I always look at St. Patrick's Day as amateur night. You know, I, I stay away from it. But, uh, hey, yeah, you
0: know what? it's cool, though. It's if you do it responsible, get an yeah. Uber or whatever. It's a good thing.
2: Well, I am going to Ireland and I've been talking about this trip for a couple of weeks now and it started sell, selling like crazy. It looks like it's going to sell out. I'm headed there in June. And we're going to go through most of the country. One of the highlights is this garden uh, that I've always wanted to see, and I've actually added it to the trip. It's called Powers Court Gardens. It's been chosen as the third greatest garden in the world by National Geographic. So that's just one of the stops, but we'll see lots of other gardens and must-see sites, uh, some of the other gardens, the National Botanic Garden, uh, Mount Usher Gardens, and a bunch of others. We always find new gardens when we're poking around. And it's not all about gardens. We're going to see all the cool stuff in the country, Dublin, Kilkenny, Waterford, Blarney Castle, Killarney, Ring of Kerry. We're going to go on a farm visit in Ireland, uh, a jaunting car ride, Limerick, the Cliffs of Moher, Galloway. We're going to stay at a castle. Just It's going wow. to be a- amazing. A castle? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the places we're staying Neat. a couple of days. The people of Ireland are just, they're friendly. They're funny. I can remember with my first trip there walking out uh, of this uh, hotel, this castle, actually, and this priest, or I'm looking up at this guy, and this priest walked by and said, ah, just a just a normal day in Ireland, sunny and wet. <laughs> uh, when we do these trips, we have a local guide who greets us at the airport and is with us all the way through the trip. This is an 11-day trip. Uh Almost all-inclusive, you know, most of the meals, of course, the flights, the hotel, um, all the entrance to, to all this, the, the bus travel. It's all taken care of for the the one fee, and this is the best value I've ever been able to offer in a trip because Ireland is cheap. Um, this is probably $1,500 less than Canada, if you can believe that. Canada's expensive. All the information is posted today on my Facebook page, or you can go to everybodygardens.com. That's my uh, TRIB website. Or you can give me a call if you're interested in going to Ireland with me in June. It's 412-965-3278. That's 412-965-3278. You've got until about, I think it's December 18th, you get $250 off the booking fee. But I don't think we're going to get that far. It's it's selling so well. People, you know, it's getting close. So if you're interested in going to Ireland, if you want to be there with me, we're going to have so much fun. We always have fun when we travel. Uh, take a look at it, see if it's the right trip for you.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, Doug is ready to go to the phones and answer all of your gardening questions, organic, preferably at eight six six three nine one ten twenty, Dollar Bank Instant Access, dot com. Here's Eleanor. Eleanor, good morning. Welcome
2: to KDKA.
3: Good morning to you. And yes, Doug Powers Court is
2: beautiful. Oh, you've seen it. I have. Oh, I, wow. Well tell I us, tell us what, what did you what did you love about it?
3: Oh, it's a beautiful setting uh to begin with. It slopes down a hill from a from a an estate a home and uh
2: then you see the mountains
3: in the distance but there's a <clears throat> there's a lake there's statuary there's all different kinds of plantings I'm sorry it was what more than ten years ago, and I can't remember the wow
2: details, that, that's but. awesome that's awesome i I can't wait to see it I've always wanted to see Power's court and like I said, you know when they said let's go let's take people to ireland i'm like great but we've got to change it around a little bit we've got to add uh definitely add powers court and i can't wait to see it that's one of oh, the fun
3: it's, uh, it's a formal garden right but it's it's beautiful it really is
2: that's one of the fun things about these trips i book them so i get to see the stuff i want to and then you do too
3: <laughs> That's true. So I did practically the same trip on my own driving around, so it will be wonderful.
2: Well, isn't, I, that, isn't that fun, driving in Ireland? I'll tell you what, it was pretty scary for me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I wish I could go, but I can't travel anymore. But anyway, have a wonderful time. And um, so I was calling about chives last summer. Uh, I... Um, well, there started to be these little black dots, like a sixteenth of an inch on the chive spikes, mm-hmm. and there were just a few, and I washed them off and cooked them as I normally do, and um, but they increased, 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 and I thought, I can't wash these off and eat this. I don't know what's going on.
2: Is it Was and it an insect?
3: I'd, it didn't move. Huh. I couldn't see any legs, huh. but maybe it was a, you know, a larva or something. I, I... Because it really multiplied, and finally it killed the chives.
2: Hmm, it could be a fungus. A
3: black dot? I mean, you could feel it. It wasn't big, but, you know, well, maybe. Was...
2: Well, without seeing it, it would be hard to figure that out. Because uh, the thing is, chives, you know, not a lot of things go after chives. That's, yeah. Um, uh, But you say that they just kept uh, increasing on their own? Yes, uh-huh. as the season went on and and just kept going all season long or did they drop off at some point
3: i never noticed them drop off they hmm. they killed the plants first
2: boy that's a that's a mystery sometimes they get aphids uh but you would know if it was an aphid because it would it would actually it would actually move
3: well i didn't see any of them move and they were it was so thick on them i don't know if any moved off and came back but
2: because a- aphids, aphids are really small, little black things. And then, yeah, first there's one or two, then there's like masses of them all over. And they kind of put something sticky on the plant. Did you feel anything sticky on the plant when you washed them off? Not
3: a, I don't remember that. Maybe okay. it was aphids because little black dots, sixteenths of an inch.
2: Yeah. What I w- what I, what I would do anyway, what I would do since we're we're done with the season now, they've they're probably gone. Oh.
3: oh. Yeah, the plants have died back in the summertime from it.
2: Really? Wow, that's yeah. wild. I mean, Isn't it? yeah, but they should sprout from the roots.
3: Well, they didn't, re- that, that's my question. Okay. They didn't rebound in the summer and fall, late summer, that is, and fall. And I'm wondering, you know, I, I, do I need to replant or wait for next
2: spring? Or You know, if it was me, I would wait until next spring. See if anything sprouts. If it doesn't, you know, we just go to the nursery and buy a couple little pots of chives. You know how chives are. Um, Yeah, yeah, they spread. (laughs) But if if they sprout and you have that problem again, right off the bat, take a little snipping of it, throw it in a Ziploc bag, and take it down to your local nursery right away and and we need to to diagnose that problem before we do anything you know yeah, it's it's a very rare that's very rare for something to attack chives like that so oh yeah and they it, were, it was really a heavy infestation whatever it was my guess is my guess is they're going to pop up from the roots i've never really i've actually in all my years of gardening i've never seen chives killed so uh <laughs> l- you're the lucky one you're the lucky one but lucky hey one. next next spring Early on, if they sprout, give me give us a call, and we can talk a little bit about it. And then, especially if you see anything on them,
3: similar, yeah. All right. All right. Well, don't plant them now. In other words,
2: no, it's too late. Uh, it's I mean, too you, late. You, well, you you might be able to get away with it. It's it's just that I, if it was me, I would wait till the spring. I am still doing some planting, but I wouldn't plant chives right now. The okay. the the tops are. It's just too cold for them. They're
3: fragile. The top. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very. Much. I'll have patience till next spring and see what happens good, and let you know.
2: Good luck on those chives.
3: Thanks so much. I miss them.
2: <laughs> I bet. Thank you.
0: <laughs> As a matter of fact I was actually wondering what happened to my chives. I haven't seen him. They haven't written and called nothing. <laughs> hey, listen, we got about a minute before the break. So let me just uh, do this quick text message if we can handle this. And then we'll remind everyone that Doug's here till eight o'clock. We've got room on the phone lines. Next fo- uh, caller is Lee from New Kensington. We're going to talk cactus. So please, if you have a question for Doug, now would be a great time to call 866-391-1020. All Text message from Joyce to cut back or do not cut back. Quick fire and lime light hydrangea.
2: You know, do do not cut those back. Uh, you know, a limelight, I think technically it's a paniculata and probably puts on blooms on new wood, which would be next year's wood. But the only hydrangea I ever – and I don't even – the only hydrangea you're technically should be able to – Cut back is uh, the Annabelle variety. I don't even cut those back. I don't like to touch them because you probably have some buds on there uh, for a limelight and quick fire. Um, I, just let them go unless they're in the way. But you do whenever you're cutting any hydrangea besides Annabelle, you're you're risking cutting some of those flowers off.
0: Right. Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, number to dial will be on the program eight six six three nine one ten twenty. dollars Bank Instant Access kdk.com. dot
1: Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This is
2: Radio Ten Twenty, KDKA.
1: So you get that, too.
0: You look a lot better in person.
2: Yeah, that means you look bad on TV. (laughs) When I did
0: TV for 20 years, they'd go, My, you're so thin. Now they see me and go... Boy, camera really
2: does take off an extra 30 or 40. I go, no, it's supposed to add. I don't know. That's what I say. People say, you know, the thing is the camera puts on 10 pounds. I tell people it puts 50 on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen, let's give away that uh, wonderful gift certificate to Janoski's. They got some great product out there now with their name on it. I absolutely love it. If you're
2: you're going to get a poinsettia. I mean, they're grown, right? They're there. grown right there. I'm going to, I got to get out there. I'm going to do a story about poinsettias and that's the place Where I want to go, do it. Yeah. I mean, just, I'll tell you what, that's a destination for you. Bring your kids to see that greenhouse filled with all those colors. Oh, I, I just, it is a tradition.
0: So that means I don't have to do it because I show up with a, a crazy phone. You show up with a videographer. So take care of the Janoskis for me. <laughs> okay, let's uh, take the 10th caller right now. 412-922-1020, and you're going to win a $25 gift certificate to Janoskis And believe it or not, Christmas open house, December 2nd and 3rd. Boy, the holidays are almost here.
2: Oh, yeah. I heard the Gardening Santa Claus was going to be appearing Sunday, December 3rd and Sunday, December 10th at Han Nursery from 2 to 4 you should come out and see him. But we'll talk about him uh, a little bit as we get closer.
0: All right. Let's go right back to the phones and say hi to Lee in New Kensington, as promised. Hey, Lee, how you doing? Good morning.
4: I'm doing fine. I uh, have a question about the Zygocactus. caring for it. The first year I had it, I had dozens of blooms when I received it. Last year, I just had a couple of blooms. And uh, I wanted to know uh, what you recommend for lighting, watering, and any
2: fertilizer. Yeah. Uh, first, let's talk about uh, where it's growing. So where does it grow year-round? It grows in a window uh uh facing the uh, east. Okay. One thing I would think about doing with that plant is finding a spot for it during the, you know, warm season maybe outside. Give it a little bit more light during that summer period and then bring it in, you know, in September and at that point it might throw some more blooms for you. You know, we know with the watering, we want to keep it, you know, very, you know, dry, but it still needs water. And as far as fertilization, the only time that we can fertilize that, and we don't have to fertilize it that often, is during that, what we call the high season, when we have long days. This time of the year, there's not enough light for that plant to process the fertilizer. And so we've got to wait there. A lot of times lighting on cact I mean, a lot of times the blooms on cactus can be affected by the lighting. And so that's why I'm saying in the summer, get it outside, get it where it's getting you know long days, and then once you bring it inside... I bet you'll get some more bulbs, I mean, more blooms. Is it look healthy to you?
4: Yeah, it looks uh, nice and green and
2: it uh, looks very healthy. I heard Jessie talking
4: about putting it in the dark for a month or so before. All right,
2: that's 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 Christmas cactus, and that's really a difficult thing to do. What what she's talking about there is these plants are, are day-length sensitive, and there's some kind of scientific term for it, and she knows what it is. I don't. But anyway, like a Christmas cactus or a poinsettia, when we get to a point where it's 12 hours of daylight and 12 hours of dark, which is, like, right now, that's why, at like, at Janoski's, they've got them just growing in a greenhouse. They're flower, you know? Mm-hmm. If you were to try and duplicate that at home, and I've tried it before when I first started gardening, it's like, okay, put it in the closet for this, then bring it out, put it in the closet, and then you forget about it, and then you think you need more light. It's it's really a pain. so. <laughs> I, like I said,
4: I, I thought a zygo was a Christmas cactus.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were talking about Christmas cactus.
4: Yeah, zygo, I think, is another more technical name for a Christmas cactus.
2: Well, that that explains a lot then. Yeah, that the only time that's going to bloom then is when we get the 12 hours of uh, daylight, 12 hours of uh, nighttime. And with a Christmas cactus, it's going to bloom when it's ready. And so sometimes we always say that's a, a Thanksgiving cactus or an Easter cactus, and so that one, unlike a, a, a another type of cactus, can take a little bit more water and a little bit more fertilizer. But this is not the time to fertilize. Mm-hmm. And again, with a Christmas cactus, a lot of times when you you take them outside, they grow like crazy. They they put on all that green growth. Then when you bring them in and you get this kind of lighting, they'll bloom a little bit more for you. I thought if
4: a direct sunlight did it be scorched
2: outside. Well, I would just put it in like a a shady location. You know, like where I put my amaryllis. I put them uh, in a spot where they get indirect light for that long period of time. Mm -hmm. Okay.
4: Well, I just was worried about the blooms. It looks healthy. Very good. Thank you.
2: Thank you. All right. Let's say hi now
0: to uh, Tom in Bethel Park. Hey, Tom. Good morning. Welcome to KDKA.
1: Good morning. Thanks. I heard you earlier talking about bulbs. Yeah. And um, can you leave tulip bulbs and gladiolus bulbs in the ground over winter?
2: So we have, you know two very different types of bulbs on tulips yes definitely always leave the tulips in there's no sense in digging them up and putting them back out it doesn't work on the glads we used to always take them out this time of the year but since our winters have been a little bit warmer in the last decade or so uh, a lot of people just leave them in and usually they come back but if we have a really tough winter like a polar vortex type winter You'll lose those glads, and so it's it's up to you. Nowadays, as I said, most people do not remove their glads, and I got glads that come up every year now in the vegetable garden, and and do their thing. So it's it's really more up to you. As I said, the tulips, no way, but the glads, and again, I would leave the glads in, and, and if they did die, you know, you just you get another bag of glads in the spring.
1: Right. Okay. One other question: What are your thoughts about spreading wood fireplace ashes on the garden?
2: You have to be really careful uh, because it can change the pH of the soil. I prefer to put some of that wood ash into a compost pile and let it all kind of mellow out with all the other things. Uh, When we put that wood ash directly on there, it's usually highly alkaline. And if you put too much on, you're really going to mess up your pH. Uh, And so, as I said, I wouldn't put a lot in the compost pile either. You know, if you're burning a lot of wood... I would just put that ash off to the side of a compost pile and put a little bit in at a time. That That's the way I would do it. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right.
0: Short break. Coming right back after sports. More of your calls. It is Doug Oster today, the Organic Gardeners. And congratulations to Jan from Pittsburgh, winner of that $25 gift certificate from Sorgal Stuffing Recipes. Next hour with Joe and Frank Dentisi on the Coons Cooking Hour on KDKA. <laughs>
1: Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This radio 1020,
2: KDKA.
0: All right, Mr. Dentisi is here. His son, Frank, coming in as we speak. Today, stuffing recipes. You love your stuff.
2: The stuffing. only thing I care about on Thanksgiving is my stuffing. It has to be made in the bird. Uh, is this like from scratch stuffing? Oh, yeah,
1: man. It's yeah, got, gr- got garlic oh, in it?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to have garlic. And it's got to be in the bird. Uh, that's the way it is, man. Old school. <laughs> that's okay. You cook it for all day, it'll be fine. Don't sweat it.
0: I remember those days as a kid growing up, and then somebody had too many... Glasses of Mogan David and drop the turkey. <laughs> David. Yeah. Hey, there was nothing better than a big jug of Mogan David. It was game on, baby. What year?
2: No, what week was it? Uh... Yeah, right.
0: Oh, my goodness. From the vineyards of the banks of the Beaver River. Yes, just a week ago, it's Mogan David for the holidays. You know what? Nothing says Thanksgiving like Mogan, Mogan David. David. Mary, how are you? Hey, good- Mary. Good morning.
3: Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling. Now, this for is calling. the second year for a bright red calla lily, and last winter I did bring it in because it was very small. But this year it's three feet tall. Do I have to dig that out and bring it in?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that it's still there. Uh, it got well, off. Well,
3: it's all wilted now. It's yeah, not, I get know.
2: definitely get that out and bring it in because it's, that's one that will never make it through the winter, regardless of how tender it is, you'll have you know a few days in February and that'll be it. And I know that three foot tall is a pain, but remove that foliage on top, get the underneath, and then store that. Uh, I like to store them in something called vermiculite, but some people use peat moss or wood chips, all sorts of different things. Not wood chips, but wood shavings. But just some peat moss or vermiculite, put it in like a Rubbermaid container, close it up, and put it down someplace where it's You could find it 50 degrees. If not, just down in a cool, dark place, and then yeah, plant it again next spring. That's what I would do.
3: Just forget about it through the winter, then.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, what did you do last year? Grow it as a house plant, or what did you do with it? No,
3: I just put the whole pot in my
2: garage. That that would work too. You know, if you if you just stored it that way, that's probably the as long as it doesn't freeze. Uh, you'll be good Mm -hmm. you'll be good that's a good place to put it in a dormancy it loves cool weather like that for for that dormant season and then you'll be ready to go in the spring
3: so i it's not too late to do that
2: no i would get it out of there though uh and i would take a look at it you know again underground i think you'll be okay just be we got you know air temperatures of 18 but the still i was planting in the soil yesterday it still still was warm
3: Very good. Thank you so much. All
2: right. Thank you, Mary.
0: All right. Another text message. What kind of tree or bush, Doug, can I plant at a friend's cabin that will grow every year? The area is near Ligonier. It's a memorial for a best friend who died of cardiac arrest. Thank you, Rose. It's very woodsy up there.
2: Okay. Well, whenever we're planting something that's really important like that, we want something that's going to be really tough. And so probably something evergreen shady. Let's think what would be a great thing that would be indestructible. You know, it'd be indestructible would be, uh, Bob barberry Uh, you know, it's almost a weed and you can get them in different, uh, you know, different colors. You know, there's some lime green ones. There's ones that turn dark red. Uh, that's one choice because again, it's so important that that plant survives, you know, when it's planted for somebody. So, Besides that barberry, what I would do is I would spend some time at a local nursery. We still actually have time to plant, even in in our climate. Uh, Until the ground freezes, a shrub can go in. I would go to a good nursery besides that barberry and just poke around a little bit and see something, just tell them what it's for, tell them it needs to be indestructible, but then you need to see it because you're the one that's going to be looking at it every year. And so it has to be something that you like. Uh, as I said, barberry is basically a weed, uh, lots of different colors in there. That would be my number one choice. You you, you can't kill them.
0: All right, 866-391-1020, Dollar Bank, com. Let's head up to uh, Glassport and say hi to Debbie. Hey, Debbie, good morning.
3: Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Two quick questions, I hope. Um, how do you get rid of moles?
2: Okay, let's start there. Uh, there's great organic control Uh and it just went out of my head. It's called Mole 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 What? Mole Scram. Uh and it uses garlic and uh castor oil to, to move them away. And and how it works is you put a you figure out where your moles are. First off, I wouldn't worry about this until the spring. The moles are gonna really work their way down in the cold. You'll you'll start to see them again when the snow snow melts. You know, you get that snow cover, they start having tunnels right underneath the snow. But how it works is you put, like, a band of it away from the moles and then put another band closer to them and push them away from your house until eventually you get enough bands where the moles are over at your neighbor's.
4: Oh, okay. Um, Second
3: question, caladium. I planted one outside, and it's kind of, you know, died with the frost. Can I pull those bulbs up?
2: Yep, yep. Uh, You know, it might be too late. It might have got too cold, but... You'll know when you see the bulb. Uh, if that little bulb is still nice and hard, it's good to go. Yeah, dig it up. Store it in the same way that you would store a dahlia, which is basically like I was just talking about uh, the calla lily. huh. I, I use vermiculite as a medium to just store them in, but they're, everybody does it a little bit differently. Peat moss, uh, like I said, you know, wood shavings, uh, all sorts of different ways. Dig them up. Let them dry out a little bit inside. Never put water on them. Remove any of the the foliage that might be left and then stack them into those into a little container filled with vermiculite so they can't touch. You know, you can do layers of them if you have enough of them and then okay. put them someplace like an unheated garage, but it can't get below freezing, you okay. know, and then uh, plant them in the spring. They love super warm conditions. So when you do start them, start them later in the season or start them indoors. Once they sprout, you'll be good to get them out.
4: Very good. Thank you so much. Thank you. All
0: right. Does Epsom salts, another text message, actually improve a grass lawn?
2: No. Uh, This is a great, uh, one of the great things that I've learned from Jessica. And for years and years and years, people have been using Epsom salts, especially with tomatoes and and peppers, but they'll use it in all sorts of different ways. But there's no scientific evidence of anything that that it helps. And actually there's scientific evidence that it hurts the salt part of the Epsom salts uh, can can negatively affect plants, but I know old timers that put always put uh, a teaspoon of Epsom salts in, thinking these micronutrients that are in there will become available to the plants. But they don't. They don't, that those micro like magnesium is is the big one f- for Epsom salts doesn't become available for years. All right, I have a large iris bed. You do? No, <laughs> I've been meaning to get it checked.
0: I might add, no, <laughs> that I had to dig up late this summer. They needed. uh split plus they were, or there were many weeds therefore i didn't have the hundreds of blooms i usually do is it too late to replant them or should i wait until next spring Love
2: i i would get them in the ground right now because storing them is going to be problematic you could probably get away with it but whenever you're storing something like that a rhizome you got to be sure it doesn't get too dry or too wet you're going to it's going to be much better especially with these temperatures we got coming up you got 50s during the day pick a nice day in the next couple of days Uh, get them into the ground. You know, they only go about halfway into the ground. They don't, they're not buried. And just uh, improve that soil again with some compost first, just kind of set those uh, rhizomes in there water them in and you'll be good to go. They're tough as nails. One thing that you do with your audience, you've trained them well because their
0: text messages and their dollar bank instant access messages are like two or three lines right to the point. (laughs) I get ones that are like war and peace, you know, (laughs) and I feel bad that I can't read them. Dear Rob,
2: it all started for me in the 1960s. So
0: please take advice to all of my wonderful listeners who really make everything that I do possible and I'm grateful. And shut up. No, I didn't say that, (laughs) but just shorten like they do on the gardening show, two or three sentences, then I can read. Hey, all gardeners
2: the are really smart, dude. You know, but that's I agree. what
0: it's about. I agree. I agree. All right, ladies and gentlemen, a very short break. We'll come back, wrap up the hour. Tell them about Ireland one more time.
2: Oh, I can't wait! Uh, it is selling quick. I'm going to Ireland in June. We're going to see most of the country. You know, we're traveling all across there, and I'm telling you what. I think the number one highlight might be Powers Court Gardens, uh, as we heard earlier in the show. It is just a show place. The number three garden in the world, rated by National Geographic. We'll see lots of other gardens. It's not just about gardens, though. So if you have somebody you want to bring along that's not into the gardening thing, we're going to see all these other cool things in Ireland, Dublin, Kilkenny, Waterford. You know, we're going to go... Stay in a castle, Galloway, Cliffs of Moher. We're gonna. It's it's an amazing trip. We get a personal guide that takes us everywhere. Take a look at my Facebook page or at EverybodyGardens.com, my website uh, through the trip, and take a look and see if the trip's right for you. As I said, it's starting to sell like crazy, and you get two hundred fifty dollars off if you book by like December eighteenth. So take a look at it. If you want to give me a call, four one two nine six five thirty two seventy eight. That's four one two. 965-3278. Doug and
1: Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This is Radio 1040, KDKA.
0: All right, Doug, uh, before we say goodbye, I want everybody to just remember
2: that number for your Ireland trip, please, because they're going to call me. 412 965 3278 if you want to come with me to Ireland as i said it's it's selling quick i'm not telling you that because i'm trying to do you a sales pitch i'm getting close to, it's going to sell out i think before december 18th and so if you ever always dreamed of going to Ireland go with me have a local i like having that local guide because he knows where to eat dinner. He knows where to put your when you go someplace, where to put your wallet in your front pocket. <laughs> Stuff like that. Just say goodnight. All right. Remember, the organic gardeners always aim to create a better place to garden. And a safer place to live. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?
0: Well, for one, they're listening to audio.
2: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?